0: I think, um, yeah, we can start this off just by you giving us a little bit about what you do. You know, what do you talk about? What do you dive into in your videos and anything else pertaining to that?
1: Of course, man. Yeah. So what I what I do is I, the way I like to describe it is I like to help people outgrow pornography. I like to help people retain their sexual energy. And really, man, the reason we're doing that is is not, necess- not just to get out of, out of our own way. But really, man, it's to ground ourselves in something even deeper. Because what you know, dude, when I moved out of my way, when I started stop watching pornography and I stopped releasing a lot, I stopped you know being addicted to, to casual sex and other things, and a very natural spirituality came to me, man. Um, yeah, very, very natural. And it, it's it's interesting, man, because it can start you know quite extreme. Like I, you know, I was properly addicted, man, for a number of years. I'd used a bunch of drugs with pornography. It would be, I would try, be trying to get the maximum experience. And really, man, you know, as I've done all this work on myself, there's just so much to it. And where it's led me is this really spiritual place. If I can kind of very, very quickly summarize the kind of a journey, it's, a little, it's been a little bit like outgrow and transcend pornography, retain sexual energy. And now I'm, I'm even practicing celibacy, which I just never thought I'd do, man, because it's just to me that seemed like a dry, boring thing. But really, man, it makes me feel the most spiritual and the most conscious and the most loving. It's so um, true.
0: Yeah. All the sages say that too. And I used to read that before and I'm like, (laughs) I'd scoff at (laughs) it. No sex. What are you talking about? Is this guy crazy? And then, you know, I'm in the same train as you in the same boat actually um, went forth with the celibacy and no masturbation, no porn, cutting that all out. And um, it's real. Like you said, a natural spirituality comes about from it. And to anyone that has no idea, it may seem crazy. I understand. But when you actually get on that wavelength it's like it's such a powerful thing for a man at least i don't know how it is for women to be honest with you i imagine it's similar but for a man it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your being and for your uh for your just your soul man seriously
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i believe it (laughs) i believe it's funny man I i love um i don't know if you you know anyone who actively practices this kind of thing Anytime I speak to people who have you know didn't do it and they're doing it or they start to do it, and they kind of see the light and the magic behind it. They're like, dude, yeah. it's a little bit like a spiritual awakening with it, to be honest, man. I call it like a retention awakening when you're like, Whoa, wait, if I do this, I actually feel really different. I actually feel really good. Yeah. It's wild.
0: Because it we live important. in a world that is completely opposite to that. So it's like we're living in this where that is, it, it's entirely against you. Our over-sexualized world uh pretty much alludes to satan being at every corner in that in that aspect man it's um it's difficult to actually stay on that wavelength especially as a young man um but i feel as though it's extremely fruitful if one does for anybody listening and i looked at my analytics mostly it's young guys for all you guys listening um just do it man just actually don't succumb to the succubus (laughs) the succubus spirit of our culture man because it will just drain you. It will just suck the energy out of you and um um just lead one down a path of just I don't know, degeneracy. And it's so easy to get sucked into that because literally we do it to ourselves, masturbation, um or also, you know, sex as well, you know. We we go out of it's almost like we go out of our way to follow the path, that path of sin that eventually degrades us so what i'm trying to say is that um be wary of the world that we live in (laughs) and you have to have due diligence in that so
1: that's really good advice man that's absolutely really good advice like yeah now more than ever it's just so tempting so easy Mm -hmm. so easy i often mention to people in my videos and everything that you you could just really quickly just whip up some hardcore drugs on your phone like you know I, i saw recently someone calling it digital cocaine i was like damn that's it yeah. that's what it, is, man. That's how it makes you feel like it's a crazy rush it's awesome it's amazing it was my drug of choice for many years i love <laughs> yeah. it um you know it's like wow whoa, whoa, whoa. but it's just it, it spiritually drains you and then you, you know for me personally man, it just wasn't sustainable i just couldn't keep doing it and no. like i this calling from the, from the universe and especially when you start mixing it with awakening and you start you know maybe have a trip and you're like wait what whoa whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. you start realizing you just can't keep that kind of thing in your life yeah man
0: i believe this may seem like a conspiracy but i believe pornography and the accessibility of it literally we can get it in five seconds and see some very protest stuff right now is if not the downfall one of the top three downfalls of our society just the just what we can see like this in our pockets at all times pretty much anywhere now is very strange it's not natural at all it's very strange man and if it's not Mm, I don't know if it's not. I I would be. I would be surprised. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem right when you get on the train of celibacy and you actually do learn how to control and master your sexual energy. It almost seems obvious that this is degrading our world. You know.
1: Mm, yeah, man. If, I, if I can prove that, man, that that that's so real, man. Like the more awake you become, the more sensitive you become. Um, it becomes just just so clear. Like I was into the the spiritual um, work and meditation and the enlightenment, you know, j- before and in around in and around the um, no PMO, no fat retention, celibacy. But dude, as soon as I started to get you know uh, my as soon as I started to really raise my state really yeah. really raised my consciousness i could see it so clearly like i it would pain me man like it would, it would cause me so much suffering i can't tell you how much suffering i've had because of pmo and it just being in my own way and it, oh man yeah. like but with awareness do you do you see it so clearly man it, it's when yeah. we're asleep does it stay there as an option
0: yeah i feel yeah. like that's the uh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you guys no no something? go for it i was gonna say if
1: you've had experience with that at all
0: oh yeah for sure i was gonna say i feel like that's the cherry on top of the whole path um you know you you could be a yogi and do all of the asanas and meditation practices but if you're not in tune with your sexuality and actually controlling it you're missing it man there's you're missing a huge aspect of what it means to be a yogi a brahmacarya as they say mm-hmm. and that doesn't go spoken about much in this realm i feel as though we live in a world where people are very liberal about their sexuality which you should be you should have freedom around it but um, freedom doesn't mean excessively um, uh, excessively like, you know, uh, just at whenever you can, uh, either having sex or masturbating, like, you know what I mean? You got to have control. Like, just because we have freedom doesn't mean there's no control in that. Um, so I feel once you do, that is the cherry on top of this whole path. Mm-hmm. Because think about what it is, man. It's the energy to create and continue God, continue mm-hmm. consciousness, the creation that is, that's in us. We just think it's some kind of feeling that we feel good for a few seconds with somebody. It's like, no, man, this is like the power. This is mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the energy to continue what you are. And we just take it so lightly. But when you take it seriously, it's like you become Superman.
1: <laughs> you it's doing? very powerful.
0: It's very That's powerful. That's
1: right. Yeah. What what sort of needs to happen is like this shift where you start thinking of, you know, you go from 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 sex and sort of sexual energy, whatever you think that is, to straight up ojas where you convert it into this really powerful wow. spiritual force. Yeah. And when you have experience where you, you know, retain for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and you start feeling it, you like, Wow, dude, this is a am- it's like spiritual electricity, man. It's like you know, you feel the kundalini you feel the energy you feel it at the base of your spine you draw it up you it's 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 very special man and yeah. um and I, where i'd love to go with this conversation man is 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 in a very spiritual direction which is god because mm-hmm. that's what i'll lead you to because i'll be honest man like i've done you know a lot of work with no and retention and so on but it's taken me to god and, and awakening enlightenment which is what i'd love to speak to you about as well
0: yeah wow well, how do we even get into that i mean how would you describe that to somebody man um if we could even describe that how um i mean okay let's start with this well, how did you get on this wavelength like what is what is this god awakening enlightening to you i know that's a big one
1: ah dude okay so first of all it's always been there it's just a matter of awakening um i think i've always been spiritually inclined i've always been um a bit more introverted and a bit more um i think I would describe my soul as kind of old. I've always felt a little bit more, you know, kind of um more mature than people, but I've never really, you know, I've just kind of kept that to myself and and and, and had a good relationship with myself, a kind of my inner world, and very close to that. And I've always always been very aware and I started to kind of inquire kind of young about, you know, just like you know, the universe and start to ask myself quite quite deep questions, but Um and it was good, but then I remember like being, you know, still young and I remember just being a total fucking idiot. Um, you know, and I wasn't really channeling that maybe when I was like 13, 14, however, maybe with, a, with some cannabis or something like that, you know, I started to, to see different possibilities. I started to see, wait, yeah. actually, man, I can be, I can be more self-reflective. I can be more conscious of my experience. I can actually raise my awareness and see that I'm more than my ego. Mm. So I did that a bunch, man. <laughs> uh, it wasn't very, you know, not like to begin with, man, smoking weed was not a, like a conscious thing. It was very, un- it was an escapist thing, brother. It was an escapist thing. Yeah and um that was you know you know when, when you see that you can alter your state with with just with uh, with cannabis you can see you can do it with other things as well which is very very powerful very powerful tools and then from there i look into um, a of meditation prayer yoga kundalini yoga um honestly man i've i've, I've tried like i've dipped my toes and like a bunch of different spiritual traditions and teachers and and um and texts and scriptures and i've just picked a few having gone through loads of them and then I've had awakenings and I'm like, okay, I can, I can understand and feel what is true and what is genuine. And, um, this, yeah. and this for me is, comes down to what is, hmm. well, you ask yourself questions like, what is reality? What is God? What am I? Who am I? And, uh, and, and it will just resonate, you know, you'll find certain teachers and it will just resonate. And, and I found a good few teachers, um, and, and they, re- and I, I'll be honest, it, I would not be here without them
0: mm-hmm yeah
1: are there any teachers that have inspired you
0: a lot i can't even speak to how many um so many man i see the teacher and everybody or i try to at least um i think important part you what you said was you just know it's true like you have this intuitive sense that intuitive sense in me allows me to see what is true in whatever medium it is. You know, the teacher takes many forms. The guru, you could say, takes many different um, uh, labels. You know, it could be a book, could be actual uh, speaker. It could be just a moment that happens in my life of synchronicity. But um, I try to see the Satguru in whatever it is, like wherever form decides to meet me in, if that makes sense. Um, but in terms of like people, uh, Ram Das is up there. Alan Watts got me on the wavelength. Um, Tim Leary, just for his like radical revolutionary spirit. Some people think it's a little controversial, but I just, I like him and he got me into the idea of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. A lot of Swamis, um, Swami uh, Satyajananda. I just, the list is too much. I don't even want to. All wanna,
1: those Swami dudes. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't want to yeah. bore anybody, but it's, um, it's usually revolves around like yogic philosophy of the Vedas also Buddhism as well so um, yeah Eastern philosophy something special about Eastern philosophy and somebody that really knows how to how to put it with a certain flavor because not all okay just because somebody's speaking on Eastern philosophy and yogic traditions doesn't mean they're doing it in the right way they could, some people they just have the transmission. They just have the resonance in their words, and um, I just find the ones that do. You know, like I said before, that intuitive sense guides the way. It's just obvious. Like it's just somewhat obvious. Like when I read something or hear somebody say something, it's uh, it's like yeah, they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know what's up.
1: Isn't um, it funny? Yeah. You can, you can tell. You know, there's different. As you said, there's different flavors of mm-hmm. spirituality and different teachers, and and um, there's also different depths. You know, mm. one thing I learned probably, you know, if I could give one massive lesson to, to, to you know to my younger self, I would say it goes so much deeper than you think.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and like I for example, when I saw that was like just Buddhism and you know, mindfulness and that and things like that. And I didn't know that awakening was a thing. I knew Buddhism, I knew peace, I knew calm meditation, um, being mindful. But I didn't know God realization, I didn't know infinity, I didn't know. Mm-hmm self with a capital S I didn't know what I'm on you know all this stuff so you know you just have to keep your mind really open really really painfully open
0: that's the thing always a student that's a saying I like to keep in the back of my head always a student um always be willing to be wrong always be willing to learn as well from being wrong um yeah mind open that's the most important thing curiosity as well I think that kind of they kind of align But stay curious on what the hell we are, because we have no idea what we are. We have no clue what the hell is going on right now in this moment. Realistically, like we can kind of put some labels on and some stories and some narratives that people have guided us to from the past. But ultimately, we have no idea. And it's up to all of us to find that or at least go on the path to that subjectively, you know um Mm. and then that truth that comes in it may sound a little corny or cliche but the truth that flows in is uh it goes beyond words but it's it's like uh it's intuitive like i said before Mm. it's just like something that is just you know you're resonating on the wavelength of what you're supposed to do here like whatever part you play here if that makes sense the awakening to one's dharma you could say (laughs) it just makes Mm -hmm. sense it just becomes obvious and i think this is a topic that we're kind of touching upon in the whole talk it's just like this path it just seems to become like effortless you know it's just like oh this is how we're supposed to live this is how like i'm supposed to conduct myself here it just seems um yeah effortless
1: Mm -hmm. oh man Like I tried so hard to get, to get it to be effortless, man. I try. So, you know, isn't it I you try to get it effortless? <laughs> but it's like, and I still, you know, I still aren't I'm there with it fully. And I, and I, I know I'll be a very different human being or I don't know if I'm a human being, but I don't know. I'll be whatever. <laughs> I'll be a, a very different thing in like 10 years. But yeah. dude, I used to try really hard to like force it, you know, to like try and be aware and like be mindful ways and be like in state. Like, ah, oh man, like, you know, oh there, I, there's so many stories like there's so many things that come up there with like trying to be in state like even just in preparation for this i was trying to be in state and everything and like whereas now you know we did a really nice grounding meditation at the beginning it's just like ah yeah you just it, it's funny you just the second you stop trying it's just like oh there it is
0: yeah <laughs> oh there it is that's funny yeah <laughs> it's so true we try and try and try only to realize the trying is futile And really, all it takes is to just be here right now in this moment. And then being here in this moment, residing, I feel like if there is a goal to this thing, that is the goal. Like to just simply be in a resting state, be in an equanimous state to the moment, no matter what happens. Obviously, easier said than done. We have a lot of stuff that pops up in our life, but I feel as though if there is a goal, if somebody, would ask me, be like, hey, man, what's this all about? Put it in a very simplified, general way. It's to be okay with the moment. Be okay mm-hmm. with not being okay. It's just to be okay with whatever happens. And um, that's obviously an oversimplification, but I think if there is a goal, it seems to be that.
1: <laughs> mm, I really resonate with that, man. I really do. Like, if it, you know, how it sort of speaks to me is, if there was a goal, as you said, it would be to awaken. It would be to, and then once you've awakened, once you've got this, once you've understood the, once you've got the message, yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, you know, let me live this, let me embody it, let me change my lifestyle and my way of being and my values so that yeah. it fits with this truth and this God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sorry, not this God, but God as an absolute. You know, God as reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Once one does um, get on the wavelength um, wavelength of the here and now, I guess, um, it's not really the end. If that is the goal, um, I guess then there's just another, another part to play from mm-hmm. attaining said goal, um, one's Dharma changes, you could say, I feel as though one's Dharma changes to embody a different, um, a different part in the play, you know? um that's only the beginning if there is i mean there's no beginning or end let me just say that in the absolute sense but if there if you do get the message it's like all right then what am i going to do with this transmission um Mm. and i feel like that's the next step is how to actually integrate the sort of lessons from these teachers or guides that came before us and then be the the thread in that you know be the the next chain link into that for hopefully other um people in the future the next generation so this this chain this chain link i like to think of it of um of dharma it just keeps going and it evolves through the generations through whatever tools and technology we have i feel as though that is uh that's the path um and that's just me nobody has to believe me i don't want anybody to force it and think like you have to become a teacher or anything or you have to do anything you don't have to do anything here but i feel as though personally speaking how can i not talk about this stuff how can i not embody uh just embody love <laughs> you know for my fellow brother and sister that i've that i feel myself in like how can i not do that knowing that i'm part of it all you know what i mean it's like it's obligatory i feel as though do you feel um There's a different sense within you, like a different inclination within you. Now that you're on this wavelength, almost like different, um, a different will comes about.
1: Wow, it's very similar to what you just said, Emma. With like, once you have the transmission, once you receive whatever this is, like what came up for me was an awake. You got this new awakened life. Like, of course, it's just the beginning because now you you've got to live, or you can live an awakened life. Like everything is. Is fresh and new, and mm. you get to see, you get to do everything from this new higher consciousness state and place and way of being. And so, you know, first of all, man, you're just gonna be nicer in general. You're just yeah. gonna be a kind of being. Um, but, dude, 100. percent I can't remember the specifics of the specific wording of your question, man. Do you remember it?
0: Yeah. It's. Um, do you feel as though there's a different will that comes about once you get on this wavelength, like a different um, action in the play? You could say
1: yeah man thanks for that um yeah man it is it's like it's weird i would say it's the most the most organic will you could possibly imagine and also almost almost your you know your destiny well i'm not really suggesting there is a destiny but almost you know if you want to imagine that you can um at least it feels that way sometimes it's like man this is what i'm meant to be doing you know like maybe with with your podcast sometimes if you might have you know this experience sometimes where you're really present with person like maybe we are now you're like man yeah this is this is it man this is like you know what i'm meant to be doing and and so i would absolutely say that the will changes and it's it's specific and it's it's imbued with god yeah that's been my experience Mm -hmm.
0: amen to that man i would also extend that outside of our creation that everyone sees right now in the future it's uh that creation with God is also imbued in my personal life. We were speaking about our parents before, but I feel as though that wavelength and that will comes about just in all facets of my life. At least that's what I try to imbue in my life. It's that um, relationship with a greater whole, relationship with God, you could say with everything, everything, all parts of my life. This podcast is just a small fraction of what You people see of gary haskins this is nothing Mm. i try to imbue the spirit in everything that i do um and that's the most important part because obviously not everybody's going to have youtube channels like us so i think the most important part for everybody listening is to realize that this wavelength a different will comes about for sure but it's not even about like it's not even about creating anything online per se you know we just we just are the ones that do it and this is what i genuinely like to do but not everybody's going to be on that wavelength but i think that's the beautiful part of it is that we can all imbue this universal will you could say um have find our destiny our purpose you could say and we all do it in our own way you know we all do it in i feel as though the little things in life you know holding the door for somebody or maybe giving the barista a tip or saying hi or smiling, asking some how somebody's doing in the elevator, like in those little things, that's really where God shines through, at least personally speaking. I feel mm-hmm. as though God comes through in the little things in life where you don't expect God to come through. But then say you you know, you know do strike a, a, a conversation with a stranger and then they say something funny and then you have a good convo and then you end up getting their number or something and you become friends and blah, blah, blah. And that's how God works. And just like in mysterious ways, like love just intertwines in our life in very very simple ways but we have to be open to it in the smallest moments on podcasts That's but also in the smallest moments as well you know
1: <laughs> well yeah man, so true and of course of course it happens when we don't expect it to because when our ego isn't engaged in that sort of survival and that want, need chasing whatever of course god slips itself in there and it finds a way into our experience and it makes us do something very conscious or loving like yeah course you know like yeah, um, a couple of days ago i was just i was walking down the street and i like i had i had just one pound in my wallet and i was like man i i I just it was, weird. I, was a, I was in a weird statement i just didn't really have anything on my mind and i'm just like you know what, man? i just need to give this away right now yeah. i just gave it to um who was sitting down uh hummus dude and i was like yeah man that's what i need to do right then and i and that happened because i didn't have any egoic agenda
0: mm-hmm. i think that's part of the universal will man it's a sort of sense of um, unconditionality in in one's action. And uh, yeah, giving comes from that charity. Donations definitely come from that. I realized that as well in my own life. It's a certain sense of just, um, yeah, selflessness, unconditionality, but it's not like selflessness in order for one to um, uh, glorify that, you know? It's not like give money and then look what I did today even though you did just say that but that was just part no, of Oh no. <laughs> no, I think you, I think uh, everybody understands what I'm saying. It's it's just a natural um sense of selflessness that comes about that isn't tied to getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. You know? Just to maybe give somebody a compliment, walk away. I don't know. Like just it's the simple things that come but it's natural. It's not forced. It's just like this is you know why? Because it feels good to do that it in in that way it could be looked at as selfish right it could be looked at as selfish because it's like you're making yourself feel good by making the other person feel good i can see Mm. that i can see that argument but i guess it's a uh, it's a selfish it's a selfless selfish act if that makes sense and Mm. it just it's a win-win for everybody to do the little things like that but it's just natural it's not like um it's not forced in the moment it's just natural I would suggest anybody to try that if you got five bucks try and give it to the homeless guy uh try and tip somebody that maybe you don't think deserves it right they just made you some coffee but give them a little extra see how that feels and uh i can guarantee you might start to realize that maybe this is what life's about
1: <laughs>
0: Dude, yes,
1: yes yes like when you have those moments when you, when you actually do the thing as opposed to walking past that person or Or not tipping that person or Mm -hmm. not helping that person. When you do, when you do that thing and you actually help them, you do, I'd love to hear if you have this too, but man, I have this feeling. Oh my God. Yes. Finally, you're not avoiding it. You're doing exactly it. It is being selfless. It is loving. It's, it's, oh my God. It's so clear when you, when you become more and more conscious as well, because I may have done that. I may have done that a few times when I was younger, but nowadays, when if I do that, oh man. That's the only thing I should have been doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what this whole path is about, man, is slowly refining ourselves to become um, more of a selfless being, a selfless servant, one could say. Slowly and slowly, it doesn't happen overnight, but you will come to find in those little moments where you do selflessly serve others. It's
1: like, oh yeah,
0: it just makes sense. It Mm. just makes sense. And I, uh, I just go with that. I just go with that. I try to go with that at least. And, um, I feel like that's the wavelength for all of us every human being we're supposed to just selflessly serve each other um yeah i think that's what we're doing
1: yeah man exactly like it's counterintuitive man because it it does take a long time for one to kind of interested in that selflessness. I found myself needing to be selfish for quite a few years to kind of burn that. You know, yeah. I have an older, man. he was really, he's always been so good to me because he's let me have that last chocolate or, you know, let me have that. If we were my, if we were with my granddad or something, he'd let me, you know, I don't know, if we're doing fishing, he like, you know, here's the rod, you can have that, you know, get that fish, you know, oh, thanks, man. You know, I, but you could say I burned through my, my selfishness quite early. Um, and, Speaking, we spoke about good karma earlier, but I think that's, you know, a bit of good karma to have, to to have sort of the, the drive to do that early and then to kind of exhaust it. And then now I try my best to, to, to be selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had any experience with that, man.
0: Trying to be sort of oh, you're being, saying, uh, selfish at first and then, yeah, you're going going again, for sure. Because I think that's just, um, how we're conditioned in the Western paradigm. Um, we don't learn how to be selfless in school. I don't know how the English schools are, but in America, they don't have a class on um, charity and donation you know, <laughs> and the importance of that. So I think it's just a matter of deconditioning from the popular paradigm of more and more and more, take, 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 all mine, all me, and really um, getting on the wavelength of, uh, of what's real here, Like getting on the wavelength of really how you're, you can be happy. And how you can be happy is just, just, it's really about giving, man. It's really about mm-hmm. just giving what you can. Don't do it unscrupulously and get yourself into debt. Do give away what you don't need. And that's really, it's, I feel as though that's the wavelength to get on. And I'm not there. I'm not perfect yet. I'm not a hundred percent a philanthropist. Um, but I have been slowly examining that in my life. And it's just like, yeah, it just makes sense, man. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of, um, just, getting out of that satanic like i said before that satanic culture that we seem to live in about of the ego and uh reconditioning one to uh selfless service that's what we're mm-hmm. doing i think that's what we're doing the whole path is about that you know we could talk about enlightenment awakening and kundalini and blah 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 we get into all of these buzzwords but really simplifying it what it's really about is yeah we get we get a message but it's like what are you going to do with the message i'm going to selflessly serve and give and donate to others Uh, um, and it doesn't happen overnight i think i already said that but it that's what the whole path i feel as though my personal opinion is about refining ourselves to become a loving being through all of the darkness through all of our suffering because we're all suffering we're all going through it so it's almost like how can you mm, not negate your suffering just see past it to, mm, to see others suffering to know that they're also in the shit with you and maybe help them out a little bit and imagine if all of us were on that wavelength we all refined ourselves um to the point of just helping each other out a little bit here and there a little bit letting somebody go in traffic when they need to go just the little things all billions of us i imagine it would add up to a lot better world than we live in today
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, man, it's so true, man. And you, and it has to start with you, doesn't it? It has to start with your own direct that's experience, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you really, really look, like that's all there is. You've only got yourself, and and you have to, you know, that can be quite intense. It quite can be quite a big, big insight to have. Oh my god, like I'm, I'm all there is. <laughs> that that's a big, big insight. Quite, quite scary at times if you if you're on the wrong side of it. But you're right, man. When you when you sort of have that, and you're like, man, how can I refine myself to be this loving person? Um, that's mm. the work, man. And, and like. It makes me think of you know having certain trips and you know experiences where you you get these non-dual breakthroughs and these powerful powerful mind-blowing orgasmic experiences but then you're like can i bring this back into my relative existence can i bring this back into my normal life
0: yeah um i going to ask you that and if you don't want to talk about uh psychedelics let me know
1: we can totally talk about them
0: okay would you be on this wavelength you think if it wasn't for psychedelic substances
1: Oh, well, that's a really good question. Certainly not the depth that I'm at right now, certainly not the, the level of understanding that I have been able to uh, gain. Um, it depends. Oh, Would we say cannabis is a psychedelic? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I was going to say, for me, this it is. It is mm-hmm. it, it's become one. It, did, it wasn't initially um, back when I was sort of like a teenager, but now it... it, it it undoubtedly is it, mm-hmm. like it's very clear <laughs> yeah. that it is um in fact the more kind of like if you do have experiences with other psychs and then you do kind of basically like wow it was was the psych this whole time yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, dude 100 percent. um yeah man it's such a good question so in a certain sense i'd like to think so i was into uh meditation even like buddhism back in the day before i never touched anything um and if I ever did or or, or 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 would it would be very very conscious they have a rule if you ever use substances do you know be very responsible be very conscious be very wise um you know you get punished otherwise by the universe yeah and, uh, and you just gotta be really careful really, really really responsible and that's the kind of way I would suggest be, and also just being really careful of your own physical uh, safety and mental health you gotta be really careful about this stuff but um if it helps you with Awakening then you know do what you gotta do um, but man, you know, in terms of would I be where on this on this wavelength? Again, not, not at the level, man. I just, I just had no idea it goes as deep as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you the same question, brother?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be on this wavelength at all, for sure. I was um, always inclined to have a sense of self-inquiry. Hmm, but I just didn't go about it in the right way. I don't know how to explain it. I was always curious on what the hell all of this is, but it was a little too rational, if that makes sense. I was a pragmatic atheist.
1: Mm.
0: Then got into cannabis and some high dose mushroom sessions. And I realized like, wait a second, I'm doing this all wrong. And it <laughs> just, um, yeah, man, it just opened me up to a greater power or powers that go beyond the five senses, if that makes sense if that makes sense <laughs> uh so no man i wouldn't be on this wavelength it it opened me up to uh the grand mystery that we're in for sure um so i completely revere the psychedelic uh, experience for that it, it got me on this wavelength of of god essentially and that's never something i'll be able to uh look past if i didn't have a man i don't know i'd still probably be Thinking science is the religion, you know, I'd still, that's what I thought. I thought if it wasn't science, if it didn't have any kind of proof per se, then it wasn't real. Um, and I didn't realize that um, I was the science, if that makes sense. Like my mm-hmm. ex- subjective experience is the scientific experiment, if that makes sense. Um, so it really got me on the wavelength of yoga. Nice. um Yeah. Yeah, they're very powerful. That's for sure. I don't I don't know. I, I have to think this is just me thinking out loud here. But mm. I like to think that we can't do it without psychedelics at this point. And I know that's some people would be like, well, what are you talking about, Gary? That's crazy. But I don't know. I feel like we're so deep in it. Like we're so we dug our hole so deep that mm-hmm. there's got to be millions of others that were in my situation that are in my situation that aren't going to be able to dig themselves out without the big wake up call of a psychedelic experience because we're just so conditioned in the psychedelic experience i'm speaking about mushrooms here they just Mm. allow you to just pierce the veil very quickly very efficiently if used in the right manner and i don't see any other way of going about it in this lifetime at least in kali yuga like we kind of need mushrooms and dmt and lsd and and stuff as that because I don't. I don't foresee us getting the message per se without them. Agree? Disagree?
1: Oh man! Oh man! A number of years ago, I would have you know thought about it and like, oh, you know. But what about you know really rigorous spiritual practice? What about 40 years of meditation? What about you know 40 years of yoga? And then you trip. Yeah.
0: Then- <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what I was looking for the whole time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and 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 you're right. You just, I mean, my my, you know, I I could never see things like my perspective is permanently changed, permanently opened, permanently blasted open yeah. by by these, you know, by psilocybin experiences, for example. Because what they show you is just radical states of consciousness, which you cannot even, you know. I'd like to think I get somewhere with my meditation and yoga practice. I, I, I'm I'm really happy that I've got to a place where I can, you know, go and would after a good number of pra- years of practice and get somewhere, oh, I say get somewhere, <laughs> there's nowhere to go, but you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. feel, feel God, we could say, feel conscious is what it really is. Um, but then, you know, if you do, if you do have a, an experience and you're really responsible with that, um, it, you know, it just blows everything under the water bottle, and they're like, yeah. dude, what was I even doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the most important part, excuse me, the most important part about them, in my opinion, is the message that it grants you um and it's what you do with that message and Alan Watts says, if you get the message hang up the phone so i think that's kind of what i was alluding to it's like um it's going to be hard for us to get the message without psychedelics and you can yeah you can meditate all you want you can do you can do the rituals and the modalities all you want but until you you're not necessarily going to get the message by doing that uh man i read a good quote about that yesterday i can't remember though damn I wish I had it right now. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's all it was pretty much about. You know what? You can I take a few minutes and go find that because I I'm pretty you sure can. I was reading that yesterday. Let me let's take a quick break. I want go go to go grab that book because it's a good quote. I'm pretty sure it pertains yeah. to what we're talking about right now. I'd uh, love so to hear. it. We'll be back. Apologize about that, man. I had to figure out which book it was from. I'm reading like three or four different books right now. But this one's actually from it sort of relates. I had to read it again. This is from the island. By Aldous Huxley, um, which is actually a novel, like this is actually a a story, you know, it's actually a story with characters in it. But this part is about one of the characters reading a philosophy book. So it's a book within a book, which is really interesting. So I'll read a little bit of it. Knowing who in fact we are results in good being, with a capital G and a capital B, and good being results in the most appropriate kind of good doing. And this is the point i think i was kind of touching upon but good doing does not of itself result in good being we can be virtuous without knowing who in fact we are the beings who are merely good are not good beings with a capital g and a capital b they are just pillars of society most pillars are their own samsons they hold up but sooner or later they pull down there has never been a society in which most good doing was the product of good being and therefore constantly appropriate. This does not mean that there will never be such a society or that we in Pala, the place where they are, are fools for trying to call it into existence. Um, should I go on? Let me see. Yeah, I'll read a little bit. The Yogi and the Stoic, two righteous egos who achieve their very considerable results by pretending systematically to be somebody else. But is not by pretending to be somebody else, even somebody supremely good and wise, that we can pass from the insulated manikihood, which I think is like the layman, to good being. So I'll stop at that. Um, this is good, though. I, I kind of want to read more, but I'm not gonna I'm, mm-hmm. not gonna. I'm not gonna bore anybody. So hopefully that made sense. It's like we can do the action, right? I think this is the topic we we're on. We can do the actions and do the rituals and the meditation, and we can. We can look like a yogi. We can look like a stoic, but it only means something when you resonate in good being, when you know who you are. And I don't know if that's, if I read that or not, but in the passage it says, when you know who you are, that results in just, I think we alluded to this natural good being. So mm-hmm. it's like only until you get the message do the meditations do the whole uh lifestyles approach to you know this whole path make more sense and it 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 just i don't know how do i put this man i've met a lot of yogis in my lifetime i've met a lot of people that um they seem like they're on the path but it's like you don't and i'm not judging here but it just seems like they don't they're doing it in a in a manner that isn't quite real if that makes sense it's not quite um it's not quite aligned with the good being, to put it that way, in the book. So does that um does that pertain to what we were talking about? Do you remember <laughs> do you remember? It certainly, what you were
1: does it. it certainly does, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: It's like yeah. you kind of have to get the message first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you do, you do. And and like, you know, so much of the work is just getting the message, man. It's just mm-hmm finding your way in and you know i'm so happy to be speaking today man with you and i you know as soon as you reached out i was like oh hell hell yeah man let's do this <laughs> yeah oh, without a doubt without a, without question i could be in hospital with like nine broken bones and would still whip up a camera brother and have wow. this conversation appreciate because, that percent you know, oh, yeah. percent, man and i could I, I couldn't dream like dream of a better name by the way the name to conscious perspective is just the most beautiful <laughs> thing. I, I swear that. to god man i swear to god if i had a podcast i thought that's so, mm, beautiful um <laughs> yeah man it absolutely does and you just need to find your way in man and um it'll take a while like i think that there's a lot of suffering to be had a lot of selfishness calm mm-hmm. to burn bullshit to deal with um ego to experience and just to have in the way and then yeah when you do find your way in um which is where i seem to be taking this thread it, you know you do you can be with the capital being uh, sorry <laughs> you can be your being with a capital b yeah and um, then you can come from the right place
0: Now, how would you say if we could generalize it uh, people find their way in is this something that alludes to a uh, like a cookie cutter framework or is it different for everybody
1: really good question man um i'll share one one perspective which is you know kind of how i got into it myself so so interestingly on the one hand, you can get through, get, get, you know, find your way in through things like mindfulness or things like basic spirituality. Interestingly, man, like one way I got in was actually, um, through sort of self development. So I, I do, I do a lot of that kind of work as well. And I think at the higher levels you start, you know, asking some deeper questions, like, yeah. for example, if you're really into, you know, I don't know, sleeping with people you want to be sleeping with, yeah. you do it, kind of ask awesome, them, well, actually, man, you know, I've, I've got to this level, I've, I've got to this sort of, you know, good, um, good level in this area but then you know you kind of ask yourself like "Well, what's what's really behind this what's what's this really about um it's like the dream character within the dream You're like, man it's gotta be more than this dream activities man there's gotta be something what's the substance of this dream dude mm. that's what i would asking. and so you know that was a weird way of saying you can start with personal development you can start with being this you know i i, I would say i was more of like a i don't know a, a dude who wanted to um you know, like, um, be kind of ripped and and, and, and uh, what else, man, like, yeah, like, almost be a bit of a player and stuff like that. That's kind of where I was a number of years ago. Not anymore, though, man. Um, and you might find yourself just being dissatisfied with that. So dissatisfaction as a way of coming into the path. Yeah. Um, suffering as a way onto the path. Yeah. As I said, mindfulness as a way into the path. Psychedelics in the way to the path. Um, is, is there any others that come to you, brother?
0: No, I think you actually described it very well. I think it all has to do with uh, suffering, or maybe it's like reaching certain points in your self-development and realizing, huh? It's still, it's still like that pit. I'm still like yearning for something, you know. I'm still trying to fill the void per se. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like it's a uh, it comes from dissatisfaction. Ultimately, which one could say is suffering, but it's like the feeling of. Oh, this ain't it. I got rich. Mm. I got the girl. I got the car. I got the house. Huh. This ain't it. What am I still searching for? You know? So ultimately, I think it's, yeah, the satisfaction that leads us down the path to find out what is it. We have to know what isn't it to know mm. what is it, I believe. And I'm still finding out uh, what is it.
1: <laughs> I well, don't do think it ever mean, ends. One thing that you mentioned, actually, that we can add to the list, which was earlier, curiosity. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. curious in open-mindedness but we forgot to mention that I think you mentioned that really well earlier man like that's totally a way and you know mm-hmm. I would say it's it's probably more rare like most people aren't you know if philosophers just thinking like wow what is reality what is God and like you know what is self and and uh what is ultimate happiness and what is you know what is consciousness mm-hmm. these I don't ask these fucking questions man <laughs> people yeah. like you know thinking some you know people's like you know it's just not that. It's not that. So I do want to I do want to shout that out, man. Curious uh, metaphysical curiosity, you could yeah. say. Yeah, man.
0: Getting back to it, I allude that to psychedelics, honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know of course.
0: They allowed me to be curious about other things. And I was because I was always curious. I think I said this before. I was always curious, but the psychedelics allowed me to be to shift that curiosity to um just a different different unfolding. Hard to explain, but just a different way to be curious. Different um, consulting, different guides. You know, consulting different teachers. You could say, um, mm. yeah, still mm. saying staying scientific with it, but just a different way to experiment. I guess it's another way to say another metaphor.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you had peak experiences on this path? Peak experiences. Yeah. Oh,
0: I mean, <laughs> how would you describe what a peak experience is?
1: That's hard, dude. I thought peak experience would be enough. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, like a heightened experience during an altered state.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially on mushrooms. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, magic mushrooms, 100%. Um, But also other, I guess, mini peak experiences through meditation and yoga. Maybe just also just being with some good friends too you know sometimes i'm just in the moment with some good people i'm just like yeah this is it this is what it's all about Um, it's hard to say it's hard to say um but it all aligns with love and there's the corny cliche but whatever this peak experience however it comes to me it always just alludes to like some kind of loving action or loving coming into me or giving love or both it's just like love in the moment and realizing oh this is it this is the peak this is what life is really all about so dude yeah
1: i really like what you said about with friends as well man this is actually really advanced so you know if you can find the absolute in the relative you can see god's love in your friends or in your family and that 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 is where you want to be because you, yeah. you know if you could you would just want to have it totally in your experience all the time mm-hmm. and i think that's completely possible of course it is because you are it but you know and, and there's no limit and you can just go and do it and you can have it all. But man, I, I really like that. That that speaks to me a lot, that speaks to sort of my higher self because you know my ego is like, oh man, you know, just go for the most direct experience and all this stuff. Um get it as quick as possible and everything. But man, if you can just see it in the people that you I I was gonna say people you love, but really everyone and everything. Yes. You think we spoke spoke about it earlier, didn't we brother? Um, you know that's that's where you can that's where you know you know you're getting somewhere on this path so, yeah. someone
0: <laughs> yeah it really when you're getting somewhere and you're really getting into it and i'm not saying i'm on this wavelength well when you heed jesus's words and you love thy enemies and you forgive them father for they do not know that's when it really shines if it that's when uh, the enlightenment really uh tests one on the path if you can love somebody that doesn't necessarily love you and see them as god and drag in the darkest circumstances that's the true test but i think that's what we're ultimately doing it doesn't mean be a pushover i'm not saying that but it's to be mm, i don't know it's just like they don't return that hateful energy you know that fear Mm -hmm. it's to not be the 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 conducive element to the fear and the hate that somebody may be dispelling to really forgive, to truly forgive. That's where I think this all alludes to. And then we, um, that's how we evolve. You know, we, we break the chain of fear and we create a new chain of love through forgiveness. That's the test.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's true. Right?
0: Yeah. No, I love the little bit, little bit of
1: Ram Des, and then we got to interact. Like, that's so damn true. Ram Dass, man, what a t-shirt. What, what a dude. Mm-hmm. A dude. Yeah, he's
0: my number one, man. Ram Das is uh, something about him, something about him. He was a prophet. He's my Mm. number one teacher. If there was just one person I could say helped me on this path that I never even met, it's Ram Das. It's so, because it's so simple in the way that he explains things.
1: I've actually got a really interesting question for us, man. Have you Mm -hmm. uh, been able to experience where... uh, and I'd, I'd love to hear if you've had experience with this man. Have you have you had uh, experiences where you're able to see that even Ramdas is but a figment of your consciousness?
0: Huh? What do you mean by that? Can you go into that a little more?
1: Of course, awesome, man. I think it does need a bit of explanation. So, by virtue of the fact that we haven't met Ramdas and that he exists as an idea in our mind, it hmm. could it could lead us to question man is is is, ram, is is the idea of ram death just consciousness <laughs> you know this is the kind of thing wow
0: mm, yeah it's, it's pretty
1: deep stuff i just want to throw it and man. Just i know think what it you mean it, yeah.
0: and i think his i do believe he was a real person but i think his transmission and resonance is so powerful it doesn't matter it's kind of like the story of jesus it doesn't yeah. matter if he actually got crucified or existed or not or if he was an actual historical figure his life was the lesson. And Ramdas's life was the lesson. You know, and that extends to Maharaj and Karoli Baba. Like their lives and their story were the lesson for us. So if they were an actual physical person that I could have touched or not, doesn't matter. It's really just about it's just about their presence here. And that may even be more of what they are. We think of people, right? I think of you and your person in your body. But what if what we are is like our story that we present and we give to the world that outlasts us. Maybe that's really why Ram Das was so resonant to me because it's not about me meeting him. It's about just like what he presented to the world. And that might be more real than real, if that makes sense. So, does that answer your question?
1: Well, you are Ram Dash. <laughs> you are Ramdas, dude. There's nothing in your experience which doesn't suggest that you are. Not Ramdas because you are because you yeah. are like you're the same mind you're the same mind with a capital M you're you're the same consciousness like one of the trippiest insights I had when when I've had really interesting awakenings which is wow it's the same consciousness it's yeah. the same Arunachchashi is your your being is that is his being it's the same damn thing and if you get re, you know some of my deepest awakenings have been around it's just you that's you know, pretty powerful just, oh man this is like this is where you think like like it, it gets it, this is what I meant about it. it goes so much deeper than you think. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's Man. the purpose of the true gurus. They're not meant to be like bow down to me, they're meant to reflect <laughs> that and show you that in you. That's the transmission to show you that they are essentially you. Like Ramana Maharshi, he didn't care about having followers, and Ramdas didn't care about having followers. Obviously, they did, and they were extremely popular, but they were popular because of what they were showing. In others or to others yeah man that's uh that's the true guru and anybody that calls himself a guru and says you need me run the other way that's not what it's about that's not the teaching
1: i Um, think maybe i feel like you probably know this one because i I sense you're very into the buddha and lao tzu and things like that but Mm -hmm. uh, i think that i think there's a quote which is something like if you see the buddha on the on the road yeah kill him (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly Mm -hmm.
0: I always like to say if jesus came back he would never proclaim that he was back you wouldn't even know who he was but you there would be a resonance in in the words of jesus and i'm not even i'm just using him as an example because we all know jesus but any ascended master never proclaims that they're a teacher i feel like a teacher never says i'm a teacher um for the most part i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's, a, that's obviously a huge generalization but i feel as though a true teacher just embodies their teaching and that's it that's all they need they're just here existing like they're just with us and they're not trying to get anything out of anybody else by them being them if that makes sense like they're not looking for followers even though they will get followers probably if they're a good teacher they're not looking to to like snake oil people and get their money out of their teachings you know like a true mm-hmm. teacher a true like a, a master man A true master is just kind of like an offering in their lifestyle and they're just here they're just here for a little bit and um they grace us with their presence and teaching just by their life just how they live that's the true guru in my sense
1: damn damn that's awesome i i I totally resonate with that idea that the, the ultimate awakened being the ascended master they are Com- just completely, probably quiet because they don't need to fucking say anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. The, <laughs> they I've are heard stories to... of that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Dude, no, no, no. Please really. go. I've heard stories of that. Like Ramana Maharshi, there would be a lot of times where he would just be sitting with his followers and not saying a word. And that, to me, that is a teaching that that means so much more than having this hour-long spiel about awakening and life and non-dualism that. just be able to sit with somebody in silence that just means something man and just that is that is a lesson in itself and maybe that's why ramana was so advanced like he just saw that he saw past uh, how do i put this yeah he saw past the like the phenomenal aspect of teaching and just like like i said embodied the teaching like a a true teacher becomes the teaching if that makes sense Mm. their whole life and story is the teaching like jesus He had teachings for sure he had good quotes good quotes for days but his life is the teaching like his what happened in his life made him the messiah among many other teachers but with that element with that aspect of looking at teachers it's a different way than um just what they say when you look at their lifestyle and their whole entire story the the dharma that they truly embody that's what really makes a teacher in my mind
1: yeah, I man, That's, that. That's just me. no, 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 brother. <laughs> I so well because you know you can you can just tell by the subtlety of 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 their presence and and I think just basic indications like their the lifestyle the and yeah. what's you know what's really really a mindfuck though is that despite that and I actually totally feel that man despite that isn't it funny how there could be someone who is incredibly awake, incredibly enlightened, and yet they're they're almost playing some sort of weird game with humanity by, uh, by not appearing as an enlightened person, as an awakened person. Um, maybe actually, that would be a, imagine if they did that. that would be a way of getting you to reflect back to yourself, "Oh, I must be it. This person cannot be it. I must it must be within. It cannot be out, out outside of myself." Mm. That's just the thought like, randomly had them. So could you give me an example? i a little... No, no, yeah. So um, imagine, for example, you see, like, I think uh, there are some spiritual teachers that are not necessarily developed in other areas. For example, socially or, or personally or to do with, even ethically. Although they have the understanding, they just don't apply it or embody it, but they do have it. Um, That's an interesting one. I'm, I don't know. I got <laughs> I you. know so they, they don't that, look but, like a
0: cliche teacher. Or yogi, what you're saying? Mm. Like they don't. When you think of a, a a master, like he's not in the meditative pose. He doesn't do the omes a few times a day. He doesn't even speak in that that certain kind of yogic philosophy. Um, but you're saying that you could still be a teacher and not look like a teacher. Is that
1: what you're getting at? I su- maybe. I, I suppose the idea came to my mind, and the and the the purpose of that. From my perspective, would be if that if that was occurring, what that would re- reinforce is the need for you to go within because it can't be uh-huh. like if it's, if it's being confirmed. Oh, oh, I gotcha. yeah. You know, it's yeah. almost like you know the, the appearance is saying, "Oh, it's just it's it's deflecting back at you." Hey, man, it's not me. It must be within. It's yeah. almost like if you have a bunch of crappy people around, like, "Oh, man, where what is?" Yeah, what is happening here? you go in t- inside. You 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 awaken. Now these people are not crappy people. Now these yeah. people are
0: yeah man that's actually very true too i feel as though i've had this thought before that a lot of the quote gurus of the 20th century that people came to um enamor had controversies surrounding like sexual assault and stuff like Mm. that and i feel as though this is kind of weird to say but i feel as though that like that's part of the teaching Right, even though it may be inadvertent and indirect, but I feel as though that's part of the teaching in their lifestyle is that even somebody that you bow down to and you glamorize so much um, has folly as well. Like they're not that they're not the answer. The answer is within. So yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying. Like somebody that yeah, everybody's the guru. I think I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I try to see the guru in everything. So even in the darkest people even in like the the downfalls and the follies of humanity how do i reflect that upon my own being you know in my own buddhahood you could say so i know exactly what you mean sometimes the teacher could be a teaching that is um it's behind the scenes i guess you could say it's kind of shrouded in darkness but the teaching is still there and it's very subtle i think mm. i think that's where you're kind of getting at right
1: yeah, no, totally, man. Yeah, thanks for reflecting that back. I I totally feel that.
0: Yeah, this is a good talk, man. I appreciate you coming on here. This is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really really refreshing to to speak to a like minded dude.
0: For sure. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're on the same wavelength in a lot of things. Uh, same mindset, same kind of character and spirit in this whole thing. You know. Mm-hmm. You yeah, seem man. you come across to me as a very American spirit. Like you seem like an American, if that makes sense. You're you're American Englishman. I don't know dude, why.
1: Yeah, people say that a lot, man. Say yeah, lot. I, you, <laughs> I had a person. I've always thought I've got this inner dude going on. <laughs> <came> <laughs> the inner dude shines. Yeah. Honestly, man. Uh, I'm from Canada. Canada. I'm, I'm from the UK, but got an inner dude, man. I can't can't get rid of it.
0: <laughs> Would you ever want to move to the states? I've been there. there.
1: To. I've been I've been to my favorite place was probably san francisco okay um but yeah I man, i don't know i don't know i i have a lot of thinking to do around that but uh, i know there's some some really amazing people like yourself my brother that connect with there um, but i've all I've, i have a certain vision with, with where i'd like to be materially with with um location wise living you know maybe 10 years but honestly i keep my mind super freaking open yeah. and i gotta go to places to see what's up but no i i really enjoyed my visit very rachel very, very different from the uk in terms of the culture and the people. Um, but yeah, I man, do, do you see yourself moving anywhere in the future? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't see myself being around where I'm at. I live in outside of Boston only because um, I don't like the winter. I feel as though it's not natural. Like there's something, oh, I don't know. Just I don't like the cold, man. It, it's so cold for so long around here. I don't think it's conducive to happiness. Like it's July right now. I've been outside every day going for a run in the sun and just coming back with so much energy, feeling good. I can't do that from um, I don't know, from we'll say November to March around here. And that just totally changes up the mindset and lifestyle. Like it just it's just not right. So I want to be able to be somewhere where it the sun shines a little bit more because I feel as though the sun is very therapeutic. In medicinal man in in moderation obviously there's something special about the energy of the sun and just simply just letting your body just bask in it you know sunbathe for a little bit um there's something very special about that so that's the main reason why i would like to move i don't know where i don't know how but somewhere somewhere warmer (laughs) you know you can probably relate to that yeah
1: yeah i totally feel you man like I'll be honest man this is a really cool insight actually since i've had more of a spiritual understanding since i've had a greater level of consciousness from mm-hmm. the work the sun has been into into you know reframed and and, and seen as wow this is actually energy right now yeah. <laughs> this about just you know getting some nice sun mm-hmm. it in, in fucking everywhere in already um dude it's like it before it was just the sun you know oh don't get sunburned or Oh, this is pleasant, this is sun. But now it's like, what dude like it's kind of what you said, like it's very kind of medicinal. You feel like, oh, I'm getting energized right now by this sun. I'm getting that sweet, sweet vitamin D. Mm. Thank <laughs> Yeah,
0: right. There's something to it. We're supposed there to be something. we're supposed to be in the sun. We're not supposed to be in these uh in these cages that we've built for ourselves. Um not necessarily always in the sun. Obviously, we're kind of meant to be in the shade as well, but to be completely confined in a building for the majority of our day Mm. i don't think that's it i don't think that's it (laughs) And you can just feel the difference i think that's what this whole path really comes down to is like when you do conduct the experiments on yourself you can find that there is a very subjective and noticeable difference in one's life when you do go through these practices whether it's brahmakaria uh, regular yoga practice, meditation, maybe some psychedelics thrown in here and there, just a general sense of self inquiry. I can almost guarantee anybody listening to this, you'll be able to find a difference in your life. Even if it's just like a little bit and it's just slow, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day of doing whatever your modality is, there's a noticeable difference. And it also it ultimately comes down to just becoming happier with life, mm-hmm. being a little bit more peaceful, because that's what it's all about, right? But nobody's gonna do it for you, right? We all have to do it ourselves. You have to become your own Buddha and your own Jesus and your own teacher. It's within all of us. Um, but see, that could be, that could be, um, kind of scary, right? It's like, oh, it's all it's up to me. Oh no. Mm. But I look at the other side of the coin and say, oh yeah, it's up to me. Like there's a sense of <laughs> like empowerment in that. Like oh yeah, this is this I, I, I'm the hero, right? I'm the I'm the main character, you could say. That sounds a little egotistical, but I think you kind of know what I'm saying. Like, I, this is up to me. So I'm going to do whatever I can to, um, you know, take life by the balls, you could say, and uh, yes. live, live the life, live the dream that uh, we're meant to live. Because we're actually meant to be happy here, I believe. We're meant to be um, at peace with this and enjoy this experience for while we're here, you know. So, um, yeah, it's all within us, I believe. Every single human being, we're all capable of it.
1: I right Yeah. <laughs> also, it's very, very beautiful. I love that idea, man. Like, of course you got. To, of course it's going to just be you. Of course you've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Because who else is there in your experience but you have to do that? Yeah. I love. What, I love what you said about um, yeah, being being your own Jesus. That's kind of what I meant about about Ram Dass. You know, he may not be here within your experience, but you can be Ram Dass right now. You yep. to be. Amen to that, you, man. You know, whatever you want, you can channel it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm.
0: Yeah. Damn good, man. We're our own savior. <laughs> Nobody's going to yeah. save you but you. It's the truth. And the beautiful thing is, you save yourself to save the world. Mm. Right? It's simple in that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another one, and another thing to add to that is you are the world. Yeah. So, mm hmm that's exactly what you what you just said there. When when you when you do save yourself, you do save the world because you are you know you your experience you're projecting the world and, and then the world appears differently as you change yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it it it's the last thing the ego wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ego not really that shit, man. You go much rather than Netflix, much rather than some easy sexual activities and nice foods and so yeah triple drugs that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but you have to you have to listen to the higher wisdom. yeah
0: he meant to that man he'll lead the way because the ego is uh, a beautiful servant and a horrible master Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, the master is within Hey, man, this is good stuff. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. You want to start to wrap this thing up? Do you have any uh, anything else you want to say? Anything you want to get off your chest?
1: It was great to, to start wrapping things up for me, man. I think we've had a really lovely talk. Yeah. Um, you know, just a great connected, uh, com- just conscious conversation, brother, which is what I'd love to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I think the last thing I'll say is keep, stay on the path, as always. Um. Be conscious. When you're in the moment, that's all you need. just shouldn't be in the moment. not be away. Um And then I think some just to echo something, I'm sure you'll, uh, maybe you too with this one, with, with this, because I, I sense you'll come back to this too. It comes down to love. Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. to love. How about you, man? Do you have any final kind of messages? Oh,
0: no. To be honest with you, no. I thank you. That's all I got to say. I thank you for coming on here. Um, keep doing your thing, man. You have a lot of wisdom. You have good energy, good spirit overall. Definitely have a bright future. I think a lot of people will resonate with you and just your overall energy uh, that you present to us. So I can't say anything else, then keep doing your thing. Keep on keeping on.
1: Thank you, Gary, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate
0: you, man. By the way, Seb, your real name? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Show for Sebastian yeah, Oh Seb.
0: Of course, of course. Okay, well, was, in my head, I was thinking Seb was your your full name. I was gonna say I'd never met anybody named Seb, but Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's, it's <laughs> I prefer I just prefer Seb. Like I've been, I like. I've been. I'm. Yeah, the full name is Sebastian. I just prefer Seb. I like it, Seb Jones.
0: Okay. Thank <laughs> you very much, man. Um, thank you for anybody that listened this
1: long. Uh, I wish you all the best. Keep on keeping on. Peace Peace. and love.